Welcome to Slow Down, the podcast where we get together every Sunday and truly live in the moment and have those conversations that we don't have time to have. Grab your coffee, tea, kombucha, wine, whatever you like to sip when you're unwinding. Today I've got myself a prickly pear wheat ale. Something different. It's by the Grand Canyon Brewing Co. Open it right now. A little bit of ASMR. First sip. Very light, not too sweet, not too bubbly. What's the calorie count on this thing? I don't see it on the can, but I read somewhere. I think it might be 100 calories. So typically, I like to start my episodes with an affirmation. I'm a creature of habit. I'm always doing something in routine, but I'm going to switch it up today. And we are going to open up this episode with an excerpt from Queen Badu, Erica Badu. My grandmother always told me to pick my friends like I pick my fruit. And if you don't want to be a positive influence in my cipher, then you can kick rocks. I heard that to my core, like deep, deep, deep down into my core. I don't know about you, but I like my pear soft right before they turn, and I like my bananas spotty, like a leopard. It ain't for everybody, and I do like to believe that us as people really can be compared to how we like our fruit. We all have different preferences in fruit, and what I like might not work for the next person. I didn't really know what topic I wanted to focus on for this episode, so I figured I'd just combine it because they kind of go hand in hand, starting with when your online presence is more important than your real life, and then we're going to close out on making those connections. Online, you can be whoever you want to be. There is a lot of flabbergasting on the internet. Sometimes people are very outgoing online and in real life, they are completely different. Some people are very nice and friendly online and offline, they are so standoffish and not approachable, like at all. So I recall the times I've been invited to influencer events. Oh my goodness. It's either hit or miss with those things. But I remember going to influencer events and being in utter shock because people are not who they say they are. And we tend to blame a lot of this on social anxiety. We make that the, the big excuse, just having social anxiety without disregarding the fact that yes, there really are people that truly suffer from it. But I do think that social anxiety that whole term kind of being viral over the past few years, I do think it's become a really big excuse and an easy excuse for people. Even myself, I um, I used it as an excuse quite a bit. But I mean, listen, I'm going to tell y'all, can we do a little bit of a story time? I'm going to talk to you guys about what caused a lot of my anxiety. Like, as an influencer, going out, 
and literally being followed by strangers in the grocery store, shopping, you know, even being out in traffic. Y'all, I remember this was probably mm, maybe like six or seven years ago. I'd say seven years ago. That was a long time ago, but this is what started me um, kind of being a little bit more shut down. I was taking my dog to the groomers and this was a new groomers. Okay. So I was, the groomers is quite a distance away from my house back then. So I remember driving and my passenger was like, Hey, um, you notice that this car is pulling up to us. And like looking, I was like, no, I didn't notice anything because, you know, I'm just focused on the road. I'm driving. So we continue. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, they're like going through the red lights to keep up. So I'm like, oh, no, this is like really weird. I don't know what it is. And I can see in the other car, it's a, a girl like there's two girls. So I'm like, OK, maybe they're just you know, it's a coincidence. They're just going the same way. Okay. So I turn into my groomer salon and I park and they turn in as well. So they never got out of the car. We got out of the car and we, you know, have my dog and we go in there and I'm checking my dog in. If you have a dog, you know what it's like when you're checking your dog in, they're asking the questions and you're signing. And you know how they have the windows outside of the groomers where you can see outside but and people inside can see you as well but you know you can't say anything or hear anything because you're inside of a different section in the store so I can see these girls and I'm like okay this is weird I don't know what this is and so we come out and they didn't say anything but one of them approached me and she was like hey my friend really loves you online. She follows you and she just wanted to say hi. Y'all, you followed me for like two miles to say hi. Creepy much. That is extreme. It's the accumulation of moments like this because I remember being in the grocery store and having this couple following me for the longest aisle to aisle, like just following me and like staring and like, it was weird. But despite all of the weirdness, that doesn't change my interactions when I am at an event or any type of outing and there are connections being made. Someone is speaking to me or greeting me or maybe being introduced to me. There isn't a soul out there that can say that Ambrosia was standoffish when I met her. And if someone interpreted that, I must have been really busy or being dragged from like this side to like that side. I remember when I went on the... um, eight CD tour with Chrisette Michelle Courtney of the main choice and fash I remember it being so hard to focus on a conversation and to talk to one person and to talk to another person I literally had to have one of our security guards um, kind of be near me and I told him I was like hey listen 
when you see that somebody has like really got me on lock for like five to ten minutes, grab my arm, man. <laughs> grab my arm, pull me away so that I can continue to rotate because I am a really bad um, I don't really know how to step away from a person when they're talking to me because I'm truly engaging and like listening and connecting. So maybe my experience with other influencers were a result of stuff like that happening to them. But I don't necessarily know about that because when you're amongst people that do exactly what you do, that should be a place of like, whew, these folks get me. They can relate to me. They get it. And maybe it's happening them to, to them too. It does. It happens to all of us. So in short, we got to do the work and heal and understand that not everybody is the killer. I can catch myself when I'm having a minor panic attack. Like, yo, this chick's following me or this dude's following me. We're like, oh my God, like, Sometimes you can get into your head and just overwhelm yourself a hundred percent. So how do we focus on real life? Making those connections. I personally, I won't make the mistake of letting people choose me. In the previous episode, I mentioned making the mistake of letting brands call the shots. I'm not doing that. I'm not at all entertaining relationships that just don't feel good to me. My aura attracts a lot of people. I say online, I've, I've told many stories, I attract crazy. And when I tell people what life is like for me, it's super easy for people to think that, oh, she is just flabbergasting. But when people get around me and they witness it for themselves, and they see like this girl, yeah, she attracts crazy. I've never seen that type of stuff happen to people. <laughs> I'm just glad that I have witnesses. And there are a select amount of people that know that I am not lying when I tell these stories. With that said, people love to try to make me their best friend. But if the feelings aren't mutual and there are, there are no hard feelings at all, we can't be one-sided best friends. Genuine connections simply are not forced. The type of friendships I have, like, I don't have to talk to you every day. We don't have to see each other every week. My best friend in the whole world, I have not seen her in a good year. Granted, she does live in a completely different state, but when we connect, it is great. And the feelings are mutual. It's not one-sided. It's, it's very natural. Nothing is forced. It's not giving try hard on either end. Remember back in the day, even before my time, the phones and the pagers and just seeing that person out and about and being excited and there being a genuine interaction because maybe you're interested in the same stuff and frequent the same places that feeling you get when you see someone that you made a connection with at a previous time, again, like, oh, hey, girl, we in the same spot. Like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> Does that make sense? And I know it just sounds weird because I wasn't an adult during that time, but I miss those connections that you make with people randomly because you were in the same spot. 
it's like the guy in the coffee shop. I don't even know his name yet because our encounters are so fast. But those five minutes it takes waiting on my drink be so golden. In those moments, it's like, yeah, you get it. And then I might not even see him again until like another week or two. But those moments are so nice. Addiction to people is so real. Addiction to personalities is so real. It's like people just love to overconsume. It's like a drug. When people want to talk every single day and hang out every single week, I always reference my sign. I'm a Taurus. I always say that. Y'all know that by now. I'm a Taurus. And sometimes I Taurus at fault because we are very different. We're very different when it comes to our connections. But I said all of that to say that I'm focusing on real life connections that feel good to me and not forced and not prioritizing like online connections over real life. Serotonin be sky high in person and I love those feels. It'd be real awkward when the serotonin is only like one-sided. Like you feeling all this serotonin and I'm getting nothing. (sighs) Okay. Making connections that feel genuine, that feel good, that doesn't feel like I'm a resource for a favor that will be needed in the future. Just pure, good, genuine connections. This is why I don't share what I do. But unfortunately, people always search. They search Google. They search for me online. And of course, I'm easy to find because my name, Ambrosia Malbro, it's real deal. I really wish that I stuck to an alias, like, hands down to all of y'all that were smart back in the day and that use your online name like people knew me as x golden but they knew x golden was ambrosia malbro i really should have been like i can't i should have had an alias okay and even today like i i'm not giving my number out to nobody else i'm not giving my social media out And I told y'all my fake name. I'm not even going to share it on here because, like, I have a fake name. Okay? It's because I want those connections to still be, like, cool in person. But it's sad that in person that I even feel the need to have a fake name. That's really bad. I think this prickly pear ale got me doing a lot of talking i am very chat chatty today okay (sighs) so i guess we're taking things in reverse and y'all ready for an affirmation go ahead and close your eyes and now we're just gonna focus on breathing And we're going to take in this affirmation for our week. I seek out people who are kind and like-minded. I seek out people who are kind and like-minded.
because those feelings that we feel when we make those genuine connections feels really good and when you find out that someone has the same interests as you it feels good we're focusing on genuine connection Surrounding ourselves with kind individuals. Breathe in. Breathe out. We gotta stop letting people choose us. Because those friendships that feel stressful... Unfortunately, just it's not worth it. You, yeah, and I'm not telling anybody to go cutting anybody off. Okay. So, <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Thank you so much for slowing down with me. And remember, share this podcast with a friend. And don't forget to rate and leave your feedback on whichever platform you're listening on. Mm-hmm.